welcome to the Like a Bigfoot podcast number one. Uh, I'm your host, Chris Ward, and today we will be talking about this one of my favorite concepts, maybe of all time, um, and it's turning discomfort into comfort. Or as I like to put it sometimes, becoming comfortable with being uncomfortable. And this is the best topic for episode number one because anytime really you're starting something new, uh, whether that be an exercise program, um, meeting new people, joining a new class, learning a new skill, you're not going to feel comfortable with it. And as I start the podcast, I can tell you right now that I am not feeling really, really comfortable. Um, it's, it's weird though because I'm literally sitting in my kitchen talking to an audience of one, myself, and this microphone, uh, and I, my heart rate is pumping. My heart is racing right now as I'm beginning this recording, um, which makes it even weirder because for the past five years, I've spoke every day to about 100 of the most terrifying people you could possibly ever speak to, middle school students. That's right, the scariest of all people, teenagers. And of course, you know, day one of teaching, you're not necessarily comfortable, but over time, that develops. And so what I've learned as an athlete, a teacher, a parent, and someone who's involved in different programs is that you have to earn comfort. So there's really no way around it. There's no way around being uncomfortable. You just got to go through it, and eventually, you're comfortable. And for years, I've wanted to start a podcast, um, and every time I do start doing the brainstorming phase, start setting up the tech side side of it, um, something stops me. I run into some sort of speed bump, and instead of treating it like a speed bump where you just go over it, you know, it's kind of an inconvenience, but you power through it. Instead of treating it like a speed bump, I've treated it like a stop sign. And as soon as discomfort reared its ugly head, I would stop. Discomfort would defeat me. What I realized lately is that the only way you're going to be completely comfortable in life is to be complacent. And complacency is going to go against you accomplishing any sort of goal you have. So I had a conversation with myself, and I decided if starting a podcast is really a dream that I want to accomplish and achieve, then I'm not going to let discomfort defeat me anymore. Which leads us to today, episode one, Like a Bigfoot podcast. Um, Chris? What is the Like a Bigfoot podcast? Well, dear listener, that is a fantastic question. Um, The Like a Bigfoot podcast is about a few different things. It's about accomplishing goals, overcoming doubt, pushing through your fear, making uncomfortable comfortable uh, today, um, working hard at something, being consistent and persistent in achieving goals. And really, it's it's just a way to help you push forward in life and become who you're meant to be and become the best version of yourself that is possible. So each week, I'm going to invite a guest on the show 
to share their wisdom. Um, hopefully we, we all can learn something from their life stories, uh, maybe some adventures they've had. They can explain their failures and how they overcame those failures or use them to be more successful. Um, they can explain about their accomplishments, um, road bumps along the way. Uh, just kind of share some insights with us that'll help all of us become who we're meant to be, become better versions of ourselves. And if I'm going to be honest with you, I'm doing this sort of as a selfish pursuit because there are people in my life, uh, whether that be friends, family members, acquaintances, or even just people I've heard of who I want an excuse to talk to, a reason to sit down and have a one-on-one conversation with. Because if you think about it, there are probably so many people in your life who, you know, you talk to every so often, maybe you're have a 15-minute conversation with, or you're chatting to them while you're doing a billion other things, but really having an opportunity to focus for one hour on one person and really listen to what they have to say, what they have to teach you, um, the insights they might have, I think that's a really, really powerful thing. And I'm hoping to use some lessons from some of the most amazing people in my life to help me become a better person. So that's the purpose of the podcast. Um, I'm sure other things are going to seep in, like my love of the outdoors, my love for adventures, uh, physical challenges, uh, ultra running. Um, There might be a little parenting talk thrown in here and there, considering I'm the father of a two and a half year old and a one month old, some crazy ages there. Uh, Maybe some education talk. I love thinking about how human beings develop and how, especially how teenagers develop. And I guess I always said my goal with teaching middle school, one of them, one of many goals was to (laughs) was to understand the mindset of a 14-year-old before my two daughters are 14. So I got like T-minus 12 years to understand that. Um, Yeah, so other things are going to seep in here as well, other themes, uh, major ideas. In fact, you know, it might take a few months. It might take the whole year before I really pinpoint what the main purpose of this podcast is. Um, I think ideas are fluid. I think this podcast is going to evolve as I continue doing it and as I'm consistent with it every single week. Um, and so, so yeah, it'll be interesting at the end of the year to kind of look back at episode one and see how this has changed. Enough said about that. Without further Ado, I'm here to welcome one of my greatest friends of all time. In fact, I'm kind of cheating on this whole being uncomfortable thing, but I'm like easing my way into comfort because this is a man who, if I had to choose one person to have a conversation with the rest of my life, it would be Brady Manriquez. He is seriously one of my favorite people on the planet Earth. Um, We can talk for hours upon hours upon hours but today we're going to try to be a little bit 
keep it a little bit focused on the idea of transforming discomfort into comfort, which is something he has really been focusing on for the last, I'd say, nine months, maybe, as he uh, has really become, I don't want to say health nut, because I don't like that word, but he's become healthier, and he has become more athletic. But I'll let I'll let Brady explain that. So without further ado, episode number one, Like a Bigfoot podcast, our wonderful guest today, Brady Manriquez. All right, welcome to the podcast, my greatest of all conversational partners, Brady Manriquez. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? What's up, Chris? I'm good, man. Uh, it's a beautiful... Whatever day it is, I don't know, because I currently am moving to, to Colorado, so I don't have a job, so I don't have to know what day it is, right? <laughs> so you're just kind of in the ether right now. I'm kind No of, idea what day of the week it is, just getting ready to move. Yes, and I'm going to be honest, that's part of the reason why I'm starting this podcast. Uh, just, I need a project to work on. Um, you, you know, I have different roles, obviously, where I'm dad, I'm husband, I'm teacher, but I also, I just, I eliminated the teacher role for a few weeks, few months anyways, so mm-hmm. I, need, I need another role to take that place, so. So what is this? Is this the creative, what is this, yeah, what is this hat that you're wearing right now? Would you say this is the podcasting, uh, conversational, creative hat that you're putting on right now? We're going to figure out what this hat is, man. This is <laughs> <laughs> this is the exploring hat where, you know, the kind of the purpose of this is just to talk to people who are important in my life or people who I'm inspired by, but I don't get a chance to sit down and talk to too often. So, so All yeah. right, very cool. Yeah, and I said in the intro, the idea of today is being or transforming uncomfortable to comfortable. So... I wanted to bring you on and kind of hear about your journey over the past, what is it, nine months maybe? Yeah, I guess I guess you'd say about nine months. Um, I think that's about right. It's it's. I don't even know where you put like the beginning date of trying to get serious about getting back in shape. Um, but I think you'd say nine months. I think it's okay. Was there a moment, um, like a particular specific moment, where you're like, oh man? I got to get this process started. Um, I mean, it, I'm, I think I'm probably in the same boat as a lot of people where I just procrastinate and put off or put some kind of future date, future start date in the, you know, a month away or two months away or after I get after this promotion, I'll do this, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. The, use certain dates for it. But um, I would say ultimately I had like a family vacation all my mom's side of the family, we, we kind of put a week away. We went up to this, this cabin and we had like a, a photographer come and take family pictures. And I think once the family pic- got the family pictures back and went, oh man, really let myself go. Like when you see, you can ignore um, a lot of obvious signs, even though you know you, get, you need to get back in shape, but a picture will do the trick. <laughs> um, <laughs> and after seeing those, I went, okay. I've got to get serious about this. I've got to do something about this. And there's a lot that that went into it. I would say there's, um, so, I mean, since that time, um, I'm down 
I don't, I don't own a scale, so like I don't, I don't try to check my weight every day, which is also a good thing. I'm not super number focused, but I'm about 65 pounds down from when I started, wow. which is no, no small feat. I, and I've got a long way to go still. I'd like to, I'd like to lose another like 30 would put me um, in a, a place I haven't been since like high school would be like, even less than I was in high school. Wow. But yeah, 65 pounds since starting this thing. That's big time, man. So how, I guess I'm thinking about a picture you just put on Facebook now, and um, I think you put another picture side by side like four months ago or five months ago, and just seeing that difference is insane, man, and it's insane to me, but it's it's probably weird to you, because you see yourself every single day. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a weird experience, like I really... There's certain things you want, like as I'm doing this, you kind of want that recognition moment. You kind of want to see someone you haven't seen in a long time and have that and see their facial expression and, and sit where you can see that they go, wow, you look way different than the last time I saw you. You kind of want that like physical side by side. You've clearly done a lot of work. There's something about that that is, uh, it's very egocentric. <laughs> you know, it's very much like I want that credit and recognition. However, it's also, um, it's plain as day when you see the side-by-side that a lot has changed in the last nine months. But the, the thing I think people don't talk about a lot with weight loss or these transformational things, you really like to see those weight loss transformation pictures. Those are always fun to see. But it's uh, also the emotional part of it is you have to do emotional work while you're also doing physical work. Um, I don't think that gets talked about very often because the, the inner monologue is also a huge part of what, what, what keeps people from sustaining change. Um, and even though you can see the, the big change side by side, you can still have this emotional or inner monologue that is still like the same. They're unchanged from when you started. And that's also a battle that you have to kind of work at as well. So you spoke of sustainability. So let's start with the inner monologue. How how do you sustain a positive a positive talk during this? I, it, it's tough because that is a it's a like diet and exercise and weight and all. It, it can be a little bit of a roller coaster. Like it's it's kind of hard to because um, it's kind of hard to say here's how you solve it because I'm still in the middle of all of it and I don't know that I have like all these answers. But some <laughs> of the things I do, I've always had. Um, I, I almost want to call them like a mantra or something I'll say um, to myself that just really resonates with me and helps. And one of the things I, I try to say to myself is celebrate the little victories. And you have to, you mean someone, largely I'm going through this on my own, just kind of day to day working to, you know, exercise, eat better, learning how to cook, that kind of thing. Um, and I have to, I have to recognize little changes. Like um, when you hit a new milestone, as far as I'm doing a lot of running for my like exercise, and for the first time ever running five miles without stopping wow. was a huge mile, personal milestone for me. But I'm the only one there seeing it, and I, I realize I'm motivated by um, recognition, which I think might be a little needy, but personally. If I'm reminding myself, if I, if I am personally celebrating those little victories, I'm doing myself a lot of good. And um, 
Yeah, that's one thing is I try to wake up and say, I'm I'm not where I was I want to be, but I gotta at least be thankful I'm not where I was. That's, and that's awesome. another thing. Kind of try to tell myself that over and over again. Um, that you can you know you might lose the battle of the day, but you haven't lost the battle of the week or the last month. Like you kind of have to remind yourself of all the successes, all the little successes that are adding up to bigger and bigger successes. That's huge, man. That reminds me of two things. First thing is Rocky Balboa when he runs the stairs by himself and he just like fist pumps at the top and he's so excited. No one witnessed that but Rocky, you know? That's, I don't want to interrupt you. I know you have a second thing, but that's, that's funny. Literally, I, te- I typically run like about a 5K a day is kind of the goal. And if I run a 5K, there's this defined point. I kind of run the same, uh, similar route each day. But every time that I end my run, I always put my hands up in the air. <laughs> like I'm crossing a finish line. I always do that just I've done that too. like I don't I don't know if that is I don't know if that's actually helpful or not. But it's just it's another little mental trick of like celebrate that you just did this run, even though you've done it forty times before. Here's the forty first time you did it, so let's celebrate the end of this run. I and love let's it. Man. Really put our hands in the air. That, I that, love it. It I... seems silly. These things seem silly, but I think they really work. I want to make a poster that just says, celebrate the 41st time. (laughs) But the second thing it reminds me of is the idea of everybody has these giant goals and you kind of want to skip from step A to step Z right away. Yeah. And tell me about it. (laughs) Meanwhile, you got to hit B, you got to hit C, you got to hit D. And those little steps are what's going to add up and get you to the goal. Um, and I know for you, I mean, we've been friends for years now and I know there's been moments where you've been super inspired to get in shape and you are regimented and on top of the ball game for about three weeks. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it's gone and you, the inspiration's gone and you kind of just fade out. But this time is so inspirational to me because, I mean, you're running on nine months here. So what's mm-hmm. the difference between those? The, you, I mean, you're right. I've, I've, I've done this before where I go, okay. I mean, I think everyone can relate to that is, all right, time to get back in shape, time to get serious about this thing. And I think a lot of people could probably relate to the moment, you know, they go to the grocery store and they buy like all the, all the produce that they think they're going to eat. And then, um, <laughs> you know, they put on their tennis shoes and they go and they literally like just walk out the front door and they start sprinting. <laughs> just real, no, no, no real plans. Just like <laughs> not really thinking about, like you said, like they're thinking about step Z <laughs> and you're on the third step, basically. Um, what was your question again? Sorry, I can it's go just, on a couple what, different what's different. What's different about this time that has been more sustainable versus the times before? There's, there's a couple of things. I mean, I've had a, a few different goals along the way. Um, one is, this, so this is the first time, I've always had a, a roommate for, um, since you know college. And you know, I'm several years removed from college at this point. But, uh, uh, but I've always had a roommate up until about nine months ago. And, I've always, it, and it, really, it, it seems silly, but there's something about the, if you've always been, like the fat guy or the funny fat guy, fat friend or whatever. There's something about the peer pressure of being around other people that you kind of feel like you have to fit, you have to do what they're expecting. And 
to remove the peer pressure of roommates and just to literally do exactly what I want to do exactly when I want to do it. That was pretty big. Um, I, I, I don't want to like down, like that really was an important thing to live on my own and go and, and eat exactly how I want to eat when I want to eat and not have the pressure of like, Hey, we're all going to go out, get a bunch of beers and eat pizza to kind of remove that option from being on the table as often as it was. That's helped. The other big thing is I, I had a goal of I want to learn how to cook. I want to I want to get serious about like I, I, so many people I think avoid time in the kitchen because it, they just want to know like how can I get food into my face as fast as possible <laughs> like without I don't want to put any mental thought into it I don't want it to be a big part of my part of my day but I thought like let's just embrace the fact that this might take this is also going to be a learning. Um, a learning adventure as well. And with the goal of healthy, like, ve- like it, vegetables first, first priority, kind of like meat, you know, fruit next, meat, and then that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with those being my top priorities, and, you know, there's, there's room to, um, to move a little bit. And if you're, if you're out and you're working out, like you, you can, you can deviate a little bit and if you're working out, it, it can make up the difference, but let's just try to be smart about eating a lot of, just a lot of vegetables, a lot of fruit and just good quality meat and protein. Um, that sustain the sustainable change in that is just learning how here's, you know, six or seven things that I can um, eat for, that I know I'm comfortable going to the grocery store and eating for dinner on throughout the week and how can I manage that food? Um, I, I think about how I ate in college when I was trying to get in shape, and it was very much like eating out of a can, like cans of tuna and <laughs> a lot of eggs, and just without any real um, thought into taste or, you know, you wouldn't want to, like, I was not eating things, it was eating things that were on the surface, healthy, good for you, like... Yeah. Um, definitely as far as trying to get in shape, it, it, it was about that goal, but I wouldn't want to like serve a meal that I was eating to anybody else. Um, so there's something, man, that's hard when you're trying to get some dates, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You bring over a girl and you open up a can of tuna. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, you want to come over and open up a can of tuna and uh, here's some hard boiled eggs. Like that's (laughs) terrible. Well, and the thing with that is, man, I, I mean, when you're starting off, especially, you can't sustain eating the same thing every single day if you don't think it tastes good. And so, you know, you could do that for a couple weeks maybe, just mentally power through it. But eventually Mm -hmm. you're going to have a bite of a pizza or you're going to have a bite of a piece of cake and you're going to remember that there is delicious food out there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the other thing is like how do you deal with the sustainability of dealing with – cravings or like, you know, I, I go the entire work week where, you know, I'll have a green smoothie in the morning. I bring my lunch every day. That's a pretty, pretty healthy lunch. I cook my dinner every night, very healthy dinner. Mm-hmm. And I get to the end of the week. Here we are. We're talking right now on a Friday. And so I, I allow myself like, um, dinner on Friday might be a restaurant or I, I, I'll allow myself to have a few beers. But the, the idea is that that's not then like a green light that my Saturday the next day is also going to be ruined. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not a great, it, you know, you get back onto what you're doing. 
and I allow myself the the ability to just you know be a human. I'm not totally militaristic about it. But which which is that that's different though from before when you tried this, right? Before when I've done this stuff, it was super militaristic, and you definitely get a lot of results very fast, and that's and that is why I think a lot of people fall off. They they can do that, and you get like you said from A to Z, you get closer to Z faster, but you're just it, the sustainability is a huge concept um, because you're not doing this for the summer and you're not doing this for, you know, to get into shape for summer beach season or whatever. I'm trying to do this for my life. Yeah. So it is that tortoise and the hare mentality. And just knowing that those little victories along the way is, is going to add up. And this is something I can sustain. Those are big, big concepts so far in all this. That's awesome. And so how did you apply those ideas to exercise? Because, you know, honestly, most of the battle is going to be nutrition, but exercise mm-hmm. is going to be very important as well. Um, so how did you apply that to exercise? Yeah, the, so like, I'm not a, a stranger to working out. It's like this is the first time I've ever worked out. In high school, I was definitely in, I would say, very good shape for uh, football. I'm not a stranger to, like, lifting in a, in a weight room or anything like that. But one of the things that I've always avoided is just, like, uh, is running. Just running has always been the thing that I avoided. And I thought, let me let me embrace the thing that I'm uncomfortable with. That's what I'm most uncomfortable comfortable with is running. So let me try to embrace that. And it's also, you know, you're always, I'm trying to live on a budget. So there's, there's no gym membership to go walk outside. <laughs> um, it's it, That's another pretty sustainable thing. Like if you can get comfortable going outside and going for a walk, it's... I mean, you can do that at any time, at any age. That seems like I'm building a life skill by yeah. doing that. So I said, let me embrace this running thing because it's one. There's something to be said for it. I've been avoiding it. I'm uncomfortable with it, and it's something I can continue to do my entire life. So let me just let me embrace this thing. So you went um, out your door and you just started sprinting down the street, yeah? Totally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what'd you do day one? What'd you do? Did you run? Day one. No, I got up. Well, I did the. I got up at like four thirty in the morning, which right away to me is like that's not sustainable. I know for you that's like you've been able to do the super early mornings, but I've been forced into it through fatherhood. <laughs> yeah, you have it just by like required. You have a, a, a fuller day than me. Yeah, um, necessity is the mother no, of invention. That's right. <laughs> uh, nah, man. I, you know, it's it's so. It, it's funny when you listen to someone talk about like a, a transformation, like a physical transformation, it's the most boring. It really is such a basic boring conversation when you break, when you break it down into, you know, I ate better and I exercised more. It's really <laughs> I know. Like, That's all it is though, but it's really tough. It's really tough to do that. If you, if you're starting on from square one. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I started walking, right? Perfect. Walking is the biggest thing. And I really just wanted to, and I wasn't tracking one of the things is I don't, the thing that's helped me is I didn't track the time it took that I walked, the distance that I walked. I, I didn't, I, I don't, I didn't know any of the numbers for about the first like two months. I didn't know any of that because there would be like a built in guilt. If I realized, Oh man, I've been walking like three miles a day after I figured out the distance. 
then if I didn't do three miles, I would feel guilt, and it would like it would turn into oh, I sucked. It would be the the inner the inner monologue was not so great if you didn't hit the numbers. So I start I started with I'm not weighing myself, I'm not measuring anything. I'm just gonna go based on feel to start out, and then within the idea of let's try to sustain this. Um, and when I started, it was pretty cold out, so I, I felt a little ridiculous. I mean, I'm walking in jeans and hooded sweatshirt and bundled up but it was let me just get if i can get comfortable in this tough leather as it gets nicer and nicer out it's going to be easier and easier and then the other part of that is i'm also outside that was also a nice change i wasn't on a treadmill and there's something that was just inherently therapeutic about being outside and literally this seems a little hippy dippy but like watching the seasons change (laughs) and being a part of that there's something really therapeutic and I went, wow, there's a lot of added value to not just getting in shape, but oh man, I'm appreciating things I didn't realize I I could appreciate. That's awesome. So it was kind of relaxing almost. Um, Yeah. 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 And I got to know surrounding area, neighborhood. I'm living in Chicago. So there was, I wasn't totally familiar with what was around me, but I I totally know my neighborhood now because I've ran everywhere in it now. Yeah. Um, But I do recall at some point, um, I go, you know, like classic starting out. All right, I've walked a bunch at this point. Let me try and jog this one block. Let me just start jogging. And it was, man, <laughs> when I first started, I was, I would redline my system so fast. It wouldn't take long before I had to stop and walk again. Um, man, that is, it, to think about it now, it's, uh, it's kind of crazy. Well, and I, I just remember talking to you, and I guess – the biggest thing that I told you you should do is make sure you're staying consistent with it. And mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Like you said, don't measure anything. And if I was starting from scratch, I would just make sure every single day I went outside and walked for 30 minutes or I walked for an mm-hmm. hour. And it doesn't matter how far I go. It doesn't matter how fast I go. But I'm doing it every single day and then eventually your body just naturally responds because your body's just like oh cool we got to get on board with this <laughs> apparently yeah. we're doing yeah, this get, every day so we got to get, get on board doing. <laughs> yeah. and then then you can start running and then as soon as you do that your body's like okay i guess this is what we're doing now so mm-hmm. yeah it's been um it's been a hell of a journey that's for sure um the when you see the, the weight loss coming off is one thing, but you just to see your body be able to handle a distance that you'd never – literally, the first time I ever ran a 5K, I think I texted you a picture of, like, first 5K of my life. That was awesome. huge. And then that became the new standard. Like, that became the new, like, all right, guess, like, I can do this. So every day I'm going to run a 5K. And <laughs> um, it, it, it's, it takes a – it's kind of hard to string together a lot of days in a row. Um, I think that you're totally right. Like if you do it every day, there's something about like, if I can do this every day for two weeks at the end of that, I feel on top of the world. I feel like, Oh man, I'm a world beater. And it feels like, it feels like a superpower. Like there's, you can travel distances on foot (laughs) that we're not, that we're before we're like, uh, I need an Uber. (laughs) (laughs) uh, which is it seems it seems silly but it feels like a superpower now to go to look at a distance and go i run double that every day you know i mean 
Yeah, I hear you, man. Like, now when you're driving in the winter, if your car broke down, you could you could reasonably find your way at least to a gas station, you know? Yeah. And have confidence yeah. that you're going to be okay. Very cool. That's awesome, man. So um, what's kind of the next step? Because, you, like you said, you've lost about 60 pounds. Not that we're going to focus on that because, you know, you're focusing on your body and it's feeling better. Right. I guess emotionally, I'm assuming you're seeing some changes maybe or... Yeah, I mean, the, it, it, it's crazy to watch, you know, it's crazy to watch getting in better shape affect your job, you know, because you are a more confident person and how that just bleeds into all other aspects of life. It's kind of crazy to see, oh, wow, there's, this is not just about like a number on a scale. This is about quality of life in all areas. Um, and that's, that's also very addicting. So like, my next goal, you know, I haven't officially run a, like an official 5k. I've done my own you know, personal 5ks, I guess you'd say. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, there's this thing of maybe I need to start joining some races. Um, maybe I need to actually make this start joining kind of the, my peers is running community. There's a, all kinds of races all over the place, all, all year long in Chicago. Um, so I think that could be that could be maybe be an, another step. Um, I started incorporating yoga a little bit here and there, um, and maybe doing some weight training and working on the upper body more than because my legs are strong as hell, <laughs> and I could probably start to incorporate some other stuff. I, I don't really know the the next step. That's a that's a really good question. Um, there is. Because because I have a relationship with you, I've been talked into doing a my first half marathon. And now explain and this I, half marathon. <laughs> this, <laughs> this Monument Valley. So we're right now we're talking and it's the beginning of September. This it's on March twenty fifth. So it's, it's like it's it's almost like six months, seven months from now. Yeah. Um it's almost too far and, to actually start focusing your training on it, really. Yeah, it's not really like it, my running right now isn't really with that that being the main focus, but they do, it's kind of incredible. The first thing, you know, you try to talk me into a couple different things. And when you sent me the link for, Hey, we should do this. And I just see that it's in the, it's in the desert, <laughs> right on like the Utah, Arizona border. I go, there's no sign of living anything out there. <laughs> you want my first half marathon to be in like the most treacherous, <laughs> torturous. Like, you kind of are a glutton for punishment, man. A little bit. But, but when I see, you know, it's in March and it's actually not going to be 150 degrees, it's actually going to be like reasonable temperatures, I went, okay, that's a little more reasonable. <laughs> and then I saw they do, a, they do a half marathon, a 50K, yep, and a 50-miler. Mm-hmm. And you're crazy, so you're doing the 50-miler. <laughs> but I thought that's one month after I turned 30. That's kind of a cool – I think that would be a really cool moment to say I turned 30 and here's my first half marathon. Um, and so I have, you put that bug in my head and I went out, um, two weeks ago with the goal of, let me just see, let me just try and run further than I've run before and see kind of where I top out at. And for the previously, the furthest I'd ever run before is five miles at at any one time. Um, and then that day I ran eight miles and I think I could have gone, I could have done a half marathon that day. I felt great. I didn't feel tired. I just stopped because I was in front of my house. Um, <laughs> like, so I hit eight miles that day and went, yeah, I could easily get to the point where a half marathon is 
doable in the next seven months. And not only doable, maybe I can get kind of competitive with myself and try for a low time. That's where and I got I, the biggest smile on my face when you told me that. Because that all of a sudden, a you're not higher. worrying about weight anymore. You know that that's naturally going to take care of itself. Um, yeah. And you're getting competitive with it, which I knew your competitive nature would, would come out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like, you're right, man. When it's, the goal so far has been you know, weight loss, health. But with, I'm not saying that's done yet, but it's, it's like secondary now. When it's, be, it's starting to become a secondary priority, and it's, it, it is, it's cool to see, you know, the, these changes are, they're, they're literally one step at a time. I mean, walking and jogging and then running is a pretty good metaphor for a lot of things in life. <laughs> and, um, and the fact that just this change happens much slower than you want. But if you do it every day, if you kind of, if you have the intention every day and then you actually go out and execute it, progress is inevitable. If you, if you do that, if you make a point of making a change every day, it, it, you will see progress. Like you 30 days from now, after 30 days of focused, intentional change will be a different person 30 days. You'll be an improved person 30 days later. If that's, if that's what you're doing. That's that should be the key message that people take away today. And I want to ask you so if you're giving people advice, what's what would you specifically say is the most important change that they could make to their routine? Mm. That's a good question. Um I mean, I guess it depends on what their goals are, but if it's a weight sure. loss goal, what would be the most important change they could make? Well, I'll just—I think one of the big things for me, one of the things that ha- that I did was you know, I was really proud of myself on the whole. Like, I, I would get to work and be one of the first ones at work, and I'd like to say I was like one of the last ones to leave, and I'd put in these long hours. And you know, I was pretty dedicated to accomplishing a lot at work. Um, but then I really said I'm going to leave work every day much, much earlier than I was before. So I'm going to be the first one in. But when I hit my about my eight hours, I would leave work and I would set out a specific, you know, this is the time I leave and I'm leaving at this time now so that I can go run, so I can go walk. Or I'm going to listen to a two-hour podcast. I don't know how far I'm going to travel, but I'm going to walk the entire time I listen to a two-hour podcast. But the point is I would leave work with the intention of I'm going to go get some exercise now. Um, you have to block out that time. You have to set out the hour or two hours every day in the morning at, you know, after school or after work, whatever it is, whenever you find that you're going to be able to do it or even start with, I'm going to have, I'm going to have productive Saturdays. <laughs> I'm going to have a very productive Saturday. And my weekends are not going to be about drinking and eating. It's going to be about improvement. <laughs> and I'm going to start my Mondays having done a lot with my Saturday and Sundays. Like you have to block out the time. If you don't set up that, like you're, you're, if it's, you know, I'll I'll run in the morning or maybe I'll run in the afternoon and you don't really have it in there, there is something about, I, it's got to be regimented that way. I think that's the first piece of advice I would have is, okay, if you want to start, when are you going to start? Like what, when, when is that? Is it going to be at four thirty every day? Like, is that going to be your time? Is it going to be at six thirty every night? Like what, what is your time? Like commit to that first 
and move things around in your schedule so that it can work. Give yourself the chance for that to happen. Probably the first piece of advice I'd give. That's big time. Do you have any other advice you would give to people? Um, I mean, I guess I have, I have one idea, and it's the idea of 80% of the time. Like 80% of the time when you're eating should be healthy food. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so 80% and 20% is the idea. So do something the, 80% the 80 of the time. Rule. Sorry, sure. I have my dad. I, I have my dad hat back on. I'm holding the baby. I was gonna say I can hear. I can hear <laughs> a baby in the background. <laughs> <laughs> that's you, all right. We'll keep talking. Again. She's good. She can just be our third guest today, little Zoe. <laughs> um, yeah, I think eight, that's a that's a pretty good guideline too. The eighty twenty thing. Um, I, I like. There's a bunch of resources too. It's interesting. Like any topic that you can possibly think about that you want to become an expert in. Someone's probably written a book about it or has a YouTube channel dedicated to it. Like you can get, you can kind of start to surround yourself with those resources as well. Yeah. And so even if you haven't started um, yet or you're getting, you're getting excited to start or you want to start planning some of these things, um, I would suggest also like consuming the literature around it and finding the communities that, that are involved in it and finding other people's stories as, those things are, are, are really good because you can't give yourself the best chance of success by just consuming all of that stuff. Um, that's a pretty big one. So can I ask you, so you're talking about extra motivation essentially, right? Like you're not just internally motivating yourself, you're externally motivating yourself with those stories. So what, mm-hmm. what sort of stories have inspired you or people or um, things you've seen? I, I'll go back to the, like, well, the cooking thing, there's a bunch of different cooking channels of all kinds that are practical and entertaining and fun. Like there's a lot of YouTube channels for cooking and that's, so I started a lot with that and I bought a bunch of cookbooks and that kind of thing. Like it, it, I'm, I'm very focused on the, the nutritional aspect of this and it's actually been really fun to become competent in the kitchen. Um, but it's silly too. I, I will download or watch seasons of the biggest loser is kind of a big, those kinds of shows are, uh, even though they're very over dramatic and riddled with product placement and that kind of thing. (laughs) But, (laughs) uh, and really, I know we've been talking a lot about sustainability and that show is also a little bit famous for not being so sustainable. It's pretty intense boot camp for a lot of people, but there to watch other people's success stories is, uh, is a big deal. I think, um, or to talk to other people that are going through the same thing. It's, it's like any, any self-help group. <laughs> if you find like-minded peers, that is a, that's a big thing. That's, that's a big awesome, deal. Man. So, um, I guess I'm going to start wrapping this up, seeing how I'm in dad mode and podcast okay. mode. But like okay. I said, she could be the third guest, but, um, let's try to answer this really difficult question. Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> what what has been the importance of Whoopi Goldberg in this whole thing? <laughs> so random. <laughs> Can we explain it? Can is it possible to explain? I, I'll, I'll try. I'll do my best here, dude. You're well spoken, so go for it. So, yeah, got it. <laughs> is it serious? The importance of Whoopi Goldberg in my uh, weight loss journey so far. 
like a sentence I didn't think I I think has ever been said in the history of mankind. I love it. Um, the, <laughs> you were said, you know, you you are a very motivational, inspirational person, and you've been you're a champion for everyone's success, and you've been a champion for my success. And so, any any chance to um, any little extra motivation via text message, you you would send, and in some some way, the Chris Ward logic, <laughs> you were very focused at that time about creating good habits, they, new habits, good habits, sustainable habits. And I don't know if anyone owns a thesaurus, but another <laughs> definition for a habit is, uh, isn't that where we like the, <laughs> it's like a murder of crows. It's like a group of nuns. <laughs> habit, right? isn't, isn't that? <laughs> I'm sure nuns would be like, why are you comparing us to a murder of crows? <laughs> it's the first thing you could think of. Or like a prickle of porcupines. Isn't that a thing? Whoa. Uh, but <laughs> we should just do a whole podcast where we name groups of animals. Don't get me started, buddy. This is <laughs> <laughs> the so <laughs> go back, you're texting all these things about habits. And then you send me a picture of Whoopi Goldberg in a nun in from what well, what is it? Oh, is it terrible? Oh my god. You don't I mean, it's not terrible, trust me. It's it's fairly no, normal. I that can't you don't remember, remember the, it. the two movies. Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. Sister Act. <laughs> yes. So we a picture of Whoopi Goldberg, Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. And he said, get your Whoopi on. <laughs> and then, <laughs> which followed up with me, then there's another secret code word of Meryl. Yep. Which we sent a picture of Meryl Streep on the cover of the movie Doubt. And he said, less Meryl, more Whoopi. That's right. And so now our, our code word is... Get your whoopee on. Did you do your whoopee today? <laughs> Which has led to some hilarious things, like when your parents oh. were in town and I texted you, hey, I know your parents are in town, but make sure you get your whoopee on. And the idea of my parents opening my phone and seeing that text and being like, what's going on between you and Chris? <laughs> <laughs> well, so, okay, so the, per- the thing was, you were talking earlier about little rewards, and I'm a huge mm-hmm. believer in that. Um, mm-hmm. When I've done... Uh, like an ultra marathon or a 50k before it's it's long man it's a long race and so periodically you got to celebrate something so even even Mm -hmm. silly things like oh man my uh my pee was clear so i'm obviously hydrated properly I'll, (laughs) i'll like fist pump or you know i'll save a specific song to listen to usually I don't even listen to songs but if I'm always like okay when I get to mile whatever 27 then I'm going to listen to the song and it's going to be a little reward mm-hmm. and so along with that idea the whole really ridiculous silly Whoopi Goldberg and then we we ended up just starting sending each other pictures of Whoopi Goldberg when we yeah I'd be like hey man did you work out today and you'd be like yeah I did uh five miles blah 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 and I'd send you a picture of Whoopi <laughs> to celebrate <laughs> it's silly but that is like that does become motivation in running sometimes up yet mile two with the goal of getting three and a half miles in and i want to stop but i was like i can't dishonestly send him a picture of Whoopi goldberg i have to be i have to be <laughs> i have to be able to be honest when i send this picture of Whoopi goldberg <laughs> so i have to continue running <laughs> yeah and and the other idea was that if you skipped workouts or he started falling off the wagon i'd send you pictures of meryl street meryl i'm happy i'm happy to say man there's only been maybe one time 
where I wanted to send you a picture of Meryl Streep. But then I was like, <laughs> let's see if he recovers. I think it was actually like last weekend I texted you, how's it going? And you were oh, like, yeah. I'm eating M&M's and Oreos or something. Uh, yeah, like M&M's and Doritos. It was, it was, <laughs> that, was, that was like the end of the work week. And I go, yeah. I'm gonna do that. I got back on it like the next day, but that was I was just watching Netflix. I just <laughs> almost don't want to admit it, but I was like, yeah, I'm gonna have some Doritos today. That's awesome, man. Well, <laughs> dude, I'm so proud of you, man. I, you're my inspiration for real. There's a few people right now in my life that I can turn to every single day and just be completely inspired by them. And you know, on my journey of training, exercising. And honestly, you're doing a better job of eating healthy than I am at this moment. But uh, <laughs> as I'm on that journey too, man, I look to you and say, man, if Brady can get out there and do five miles today and then cook a nice dinner of walleye and asparagus, then mm. surely I can do oh, my good. workout. So so thank you for that. And I hope, I hope by listening to this interview, I hope some people can, you know, take away the message of anybody can do this. It really, the whole... The whole uh, formula is sustainability and eventually something that's uncomfortable like running or exercising or eating fish and vegetables every day becomes something you're used to and you're comfortable and your body adapts. So I think that's really, really inspiring, man. It's awesome, man. I'm very uncomfortable with compliments. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm going to keep complimenting you and you get comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) That's it, man. Going from uncomfortable to comfortable. That's right, man. Well... Anyways, thanks for coming on, man. You're guest number one. I'm kind of cheating in the whole uncomfortable to comfortable thing um, because I'm starting off with one of the one of the people who I'm most comfortable talking to. But uh, <laughs> you know, it's baby steps, man. This is step B and not step Z. You know. I was gonna say, yeah. Con- congrats on starting a podcast. You've talked about this for a little while, so I'm looking forward to to listening to the rest to the rest of them and hopefully being a repeat guest a couple of times for you. Oh, you will be for sure. Especially as our race in Monument Valley approaches. I want to hear all about that, discuss some training plans. Um, and then afterwards, of course, I want to hear about all the suffering and pain and misery. you went through. <laughs> Of course you do. Of course you do. But all right, man. Well, uh, good speaking to you and I will talk to you soon, buddy. All right. Get your whoopee on. <laughs> See ya. Bye.